Welcome to season two of Playtime. This is Playful Parenting. My name is Andrew, and today we are talking about how you should probably be laughing at your child more. Before I dive into all of that, a really cool thing that's happened recently is Eden has just started to laugh. I say just started. It's probably been going on for a month or so. And that is such an interesting level of the human experience for her to have reached there's so few like core emotions for us to express right there's like i mean babies are subtle and they could be nuanced in the way that they communicate and perhaps all of our emotions can be summed up into a couple core emotions but adding laughter and humor like when she thinks something is funny yeah there's just something really beautiful and neat about it so i wanted to talk about laughing today because there's this thing that happens when parents come to see me sometimes for the first time and i've heard the sentence more times than I can think of, where someone is describing the way that their child is misbehaving or disrespecting them in a given moment of time. And a lot of times in that moment, I'll laugh because they'll describe that the kid did something um, totally ridiculous, right? They threatened to throw all their toys away and the kid was just like, fine, and then just started putting all of their toys in the trash can or... Maybe the kid just had an insult and came back at them in this particular kind of way. I mean, kids do all kinds of funny things when they're disobeying, when they are, yeah, disobeying, when they're not following the instructions. And so when these parents describe that their kid is doing something funny, a lot of times I'll laugh. And they'll name where it's like, yeah, that's my response too. After I usually apologize to them, it's like, I get that that's not funny, but there's something about it that just tickles me. And they say that they had a similar response in that moment, that they wanted to laugh at their, their kid in that moment, but they felt like they couldn't. They felt like they had to hold some hard, authoritative, strong stance. Like they couldn't allow themselves to get sucked into laughing at it because then they would be losing some kind of a power struggle. And I understand that sentiment. I've felt something similar when I'm interacting with children myself. But there's this saying I really like that laughter washes the heart. And it sounds uh, kind of like whatever, cheesy or something. But I really think that it's true in terms of if anger and being inside of a power struggle with someone makes hardens our heart a little bit, makes it feel like there's more stuff in there, makes it feel more fiery inside of our heart. And we're, we're in contrast, laughter can really, at least for me, wash away a lot of that. And so to give an example from my playroom, a lot of times kids will attempt to take toys outside of the, of the room. They're not they're not supposed to and the way that they do that is like they'll have it under their shirt or they'll have it in their pocket i mean some kids are good right sometimes kids take things and i don't even realize that they took them until they're gone but a lot of times it's very obvious that a child is trying to take something out of the room and a lot of times when my response is i say you know all the toys gotta stay inside of the space and they say i don't have a toy and i say like you're telling me you don't have a toy but i can see the toy in your pocket right now or i can see you holding it under your shirt right now and they'll say no that's something else in my pocket or no that's something else inside of my shirt and i'll say yeah i hear you telling me that but in my gut i don't believe you because i can see the toy and we can go back and forth like that for a while and there's there's a there's a therapeutic intention inside of all of that right i'm trying to connect them to reality i'm trying to hold this limit in this loving way and a lot of times we do get to this place where they leave the toy it can take a while though and sometimes it can take a while with a child who's getting really dysregulated And we're actually in a power struggle. Even though I'm being calm, even though I'm being consistent, we're locked into a power struggle. 
And I've had some times where it goes pretty far south and the kid is, uh, you know, trashing my room in response to me letting them know that I see the toy in their pocket. Now, sometimes I do what I just did instead. And I'll say, all the toys got to stay inside of the room. And they say, I don't have a toy. And I say, I can see it under your shirt. And they say, I don't have anything under my shirt. And then I laugh because it's funny because they're doing a really poor job of pulling this off. And there's something inside of me that's tickled by that. I think that all of us as adults craft narratives around our experience all the time, tell all kinds of narratives to get ourselves off the hook for all kinds of things. We can all be very just self-justified in the way that we conduct ourselves in this world. And we have made narratives for ourselves that rationalize our self-justifications. We all do it all the time. If you think you're exempt from that, you're not. And we get so good at it as adults that we're able to even trick ourselves. Kids do it too, but when they do it, it's pretty funny because it's unsophisticated and it's messy and it's it just feels so juvenile and it's so poorly executed and it's funny. And the times when I've laughed at kids in that situation, it has a way of taking the edge off a little bit. It has a way of softening things a little bit. And it has a way of them somehow being able to approach giving me back the toy much quicker with less struggle. And it feels like a lot less damage to our relationship. And that's just one example. I think that humor with children or laughing at children can be used in a therapeutic way a lot and it's something that's simple and it's something that I think a lot of parents and a lot of adults who spend time with children like if okay, if you're a parent I'm sure your child does hilarious things against your will every single day in all kinds of different situations and I think we have this idea that when we're laughing in that situation we're giving over our authority as adults I believe that we constantly have that authority as adults. I think that laughter can even be kind of disarming and help us sort of have and claim our authority uh, more easily. That when we're engaged in a power struggle and there's this voice in the head, it's like, okay, I want to laugh at my kid right now because what they're doing is freaking hilarious, but I'm not going to because I have to maintain this power. That in that sense, then you're putting your power on the line a little bit more by engaging in the power struggle and you're more likely to have given them the opportunity to take that power from you. Laughter has a way of not having even having that enter into the equation to begin with. Now, I think there are also certainly ways that you can laugh at a child and have it be inappropriate. Say you're already engaged in a power struggle with a child, and then you decide to go for the laugh. And it's from a place of, like, trying on a script or something like that. I used to work with teens who uh, returned from wilderness therapy back to their homes and did, like, distance therapy. I did distance therapy with them. And a lot of times their parents would go to parent workshops and things like that and learn effective emotional communication skills like how to reflect and witness your child's emotions and how to use I statements when you're speaking about your own emotions and like the kids would often feel like some of that stuff and they're teenagers anyway right they're going to be kind of negative but they would feel like some of that stuff felt too scripted that it felt too much like they were trying to do this thing in this particular moment because this other person told them to do it and yeah People can sound fake like that, right? Like we could say they're teenagers and they're going to be negative, but there's also, I think, some validity to that when we try to talk in a certain way or it's like, I'm going to plug my answer into this formula, that it can feel a little bit fake. 
And so if you're pulling out laughter as like, a, okay, this is a card I'm going to use in this particular moment, and not because you're genuinely tickled by something, but because it's like, oh, I can use laughter to like break the ice in this situation, that that might not feel the same way. The intention behind whatever, the, whatever advice I'm giving inside of this podcast is to name that when you're having those moments when you already think something is funny, right? You're honoring your own emotional response that's coming up for you to the situation, which is like, ah, like I could laugh in this moment, not from a place of laughing at my child in a way that's making fun of them, in a way that's demeaning them, not laughing at them to put them down, not laughing at them because I don't feel like they have value. I'm laughing because I'm genuinely experiencing some level of joy and humor from the situation. And I think that that laughter in that sense is is reconnecting. When I think someone is funny, my heart does fill up with love for them a little bit. I like them. That's another way to put it. I like people who are funny because I like to laugh because laughter is a place of, of joy. It allows me to connect to different parts of myself to like when I'm when I find my daughter to be funny, there's such a beautiful level of connection to that. And she feels that when I'm connecting to her in that way. What I'm trying to name here is I feel like there are times as parents when we can allow ourselves to open up to the humor we're experiencing in a given moment. And with a baby, that's easy, right? She's just doing cute shit all the time. And then I find myself laughing when it's your six-year-old, when it's your nine-year-old, when it's your three-year-old who is being disobedient or something. And you're feeling stressed and you're feeling frustrated and you're maybe already kind of locked into a struggle or whatever it is. That's a different and difficult kind of moment. I haven't experienced a moment like that with my own child yet. I have experienced moments like that with lots of other children who are not my own. You know, and even while that's a different kind of moment, when you're inside of the struggle, I do think there are those times when kids do things that is just funny. And that laughter, we could view it as a natural way to, as an adult, when you're starting to get your own energy is getting up a little bit and you're feeling a little bit angsty and you're frustrated with, with your child in this moment and you're wishing that they weren't doing whatever it is that they're doing and you're thinking about the other things that you have to do that are coming up perhaps or you become a little bit self-conscious and embarrassed because this is happening in a public space or you you know that you have to be somewhere in 15 minutes or you know whatever it is you can feel yourself getting more aggravated and then if there's something that they do that's funny i think that sneaks through sometimes that feeling that what they just did was funny that that feeling to laugh and if we can view that as ah this is an invitation for me to wash my heart and potentially wash theirs too if they connect to my humor and i'm connecting to them in a different way we're stepping out of the power struggle entirely and what a beautiful little cheat code it is if what I'm saying is true, if the laughter does wash the heart, if it's a chance to have a different kind of connection. And, you know, the bonus, the icing on the cake, at least in my experience with kids, when I'm able to laugh at them in a way that is not condescending, that is not putting them down, that is genuinely because whatever they're doing is causing me to feel some joy in a particular moment. It's like, ah, what a beautiful thing if that's just like, okay, we can wash our hearts now. We can wash, like everything can be reset a little bit. There's nothing else that can do that 
to my mind. We try to talk about deep breathing as this re- deep as this reset, right? We're encouraging kids to deep breathe. We're encouraging ourselves to breathe. Like sometimes that works. It's nice to have a conscious thing that you could do and be like, okay, if I know that I can take some breaths and I can feel better. Trying to get kids to do that is sometimes a piece of work. And sometimes, at least for me, I'm taking those deep breaths myself and it's it's it doesn't have the same kind of ability for connection. I can regulate my own emotions. That's an important thing to do. But to be able to have an emotional reset internally and potentially with the child as well or with your child as well that's gosh when it happens it's really sweet it's really sweet and yeah i offer it as at least you know if you can relate to what i said at the beginning of this podcast about parents coming into my office and naming that they feel like they can't laugh at their kids in a particular moment because they need to maintain their whatever authority or something at least take this as an invitation to play with okay maybe i can laugh at my child in that moment actually maybe i i can and then go from there and see what happens doesn't mean you have to let go of the boundary doesn't mean you have to let go of the limit ideally you don't let go of the boundary and the limit but you can approach it with whatever kind of energy that you want as the adult you still have the authority all the time And that's all I've got for this rambly episode of Playtime. I hope that uh, it's not playtime. It's not playtime. It's playful parenting. Whatever. Thank you for you yet again allowing me to grace the inside of your ears with this, the second episode of Playful Parenting in the second season of Playtime. If you like my work and you want to check out more of it, go to barnetchildtherapy.com. If you want to ask a question or something or bring up a situation that you want some feedback on i would love to do like a mailbag episode i don't quite have the time to just respond to any therapeutic inquiries but that doesn't mean you can't send me something and maybe i'll probably write something back who knows either way enjoy your week or two weeks or however long it is till i'll be with you again and yep thanks